Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today is Thursday, January the 20th, 2022. People, it's time to start writing your checks right. Okay? <laughs> but right in 2021. All right. <laughs> Says the man who never writes checks. That, I, you know, that that was my response. Uh, it's debit card. I know. Who writes checks in? Allison, my wife, she writes a few. Uh-huh. A, a, a month, maybe, but Fred Jackson in studio with me. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. Great to be here, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. I still write checks. <laughs> and Ray Ray Pritchard. Ray, good morning to you. Hey, Tim. How you doing? You write checks, Ray? I'm, I'm not even familiar with the concept of this. <laughs> I heard of it in the last century, but I really don't even know what it is. <laughs> well... Uh, so you write checks, Chris? Well, you? yeah, my wife usually does a lot of the uh, the bills and, and things of that sort, but we still do write checks. We actually still request the uh, the stuff be mailed to us, and we you know mail it back because we like to have a paper copy of things. And people have long been honest, like you just need to go electric you know, electronic, and you know it's it's so easy. And like, no, I, I want a I want an actual piece of paper in my hand. Right, I understand that. Well, we appreciate you joining us today, everybody, on today's issues on American Family Radio. If you want to uh, join us on the Internet, go to YouTube and Facebook, type in Today's Issues, and we live video stream the show there. You can watch us there if you want to uh, listen there, and also AFR.net. Mm-hmm. AFR.net is another place you can do that as well. And as we, uh, Brent Creeley, our producer, posts the stories that we talk about. So if you hear us discussing something and you want the source of our uh, information, you can go there. Also, Fred, you and your news team uh, every day generating a, a, a good news summary, right? That's right. Uh, we American Family News, AFN.net is our website. And every day, our team, uh, led by Jody Brown, uh, sends out a, a daily email with the top stories of the day, and, and it includes what's going on in Washington, what's going on around the world, but also our team of reporters uh, get a Christian reaction to uh, the major stories of the day. It's a terrific summary, keeps you informed. All you have to do is go to our website. There's a place there where you can sign up. Just put your email in there. We will not pester you. We will send you one email a day, Monday through Friday, with that summary. And as I've said before, it's a great way if you're a pastor, Sunday school teacher, Christian that wants to be informed, um, for you to get that information, get it from a Christian perspective, and it is free of charge, Tim. All right. So get that, folks. You need to be informed, and it's Monday through Friday. We promise not to sell, rent, or give your email address to anyone. That's right. And I know there are people that say, praise the Lord. Because if you're like me, you get right. about 200 emails a day. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere along the way, I went wrong. 
Well, Somebody got my email. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I sold it. You sold it. That's sold what it. it. Sold okay. it to pay my student loans down. Fess up. Fess up. Got to be careful because, well, even being careful doesn't work. Let's no. be honest here, huh? I just wonder how they get it sometimes. Mm-hmm. They all sell it to different groups and add your name. And say, Ray, you get how many emails you get a day there? Yours. It seemed like about a thousand. You know, I just hit that delete button. Group delete. Just you know. Oh, you just okay. Well, yeah, that's that's why God created the delete button. I know. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty quick with it now, but you got to be careful. Sometimes you'll get you will get something. But you know what? I don't know, guys. It's the weirdest thing. I got this Nigerian prince who's been after me <laughs> for like ten years, Ray. <laughs> wanting to give me a bunch of money. Huh? He got in touch with me and said, how come you weren't answering him? He did? Now? He's got like $5 million he wants to give to you, Tim. All I he know. needs is 1000 so that way he can send it to you. Well, That's right. I, right. And, your bank, and your bank information, that's all he wants. He, he wants to route it to my, my bank account, <laughs> and I, I just I, I just got to check in my spirit about this, Fred. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> hey, I got that check in the spirit. I know, that one. I know, but I mean, it's so many millions of dollars. And I know he—he's just a friend. He's just trying to help you out, Tim. <laughs> Guy you've never met, a Nigerian prince, in a country you've never been to, wants to send you money. <laughs> oh man! All right, you're listening to today's issues. Go ahead, Chris. Well, uh, today is the one-year anniversary of Joe Biden taking the oath of office, and this is not a headline any president wants on the one-year anniversary of taking the oath. Uh, At AFN.net right now, it's an Associated Press story, and the headline is Biden approval hits new low at one-year mark. Uh, This is an Associated Press poll, and it says more Americans disapprove than approve of how Biden is handling his job as president, 56% to 43%. As of now, just 28% of Americans say they want Biden to run for re-election in 2024, and this is where it gets interesting, including only 48% of Democrats. Oh, these these people must be wrong. They, they, they must be wrong in their assessment because Joe Biden told me yesterday at his news conference he is overperforming. Yes. He's doing better than everybody thought he would do. Yes, and I, we do have that audio. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, if 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 yesterday's press conference, and that's what they called it, a press conference, uh, is any indication today's numbers may only get worse based on the things that people are going to be talking about today. I'm going to begin with some audio, and we have a lot of clips for, at our disposal today, guys. Uh, but this is audio of Biden saying he didn't overpromise, rather outperform in his first year. And we've got some reaction from Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson at the end of the soundbite. Clip nine. Look, I didn't overpromise, and but I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. The fact of the matter is that uh, we're in a situation where uh, we have made enormous progress. You mentioned the number of deaths from COVID. Well, it was uh, three times that not long ago. It's coming down. Everything's changing. It's getting better. No, listen, he's living in a fantasy world. He really is. But but here on planet Earth, when you 
spend trillions of dollars we don't have, uh, when you pay people not to work and reduce the supply of goods, that's going to cause inflation. Now, I was amazed at the notes I had. I didn't get to watch the entire press conference, but he said that he outperformed expectations. Again, I I'm not sure what planet he's uh, inhabiting. <laughs> that but was... Go ahead. I was just going to say, Wisconsin is a state that he presumably needs mm -hmm. uh, to continue to be president. I watched that speech live yesterday, and when he made those remarks, I just sat back and I said, the man's delusional. I, I, I mean, there's the poll this morning, This an AP poll. AP is not conservative. Mm. Just 28% of Americans say they want Biden to run in 24, including only 48% of Democrats. Less than half of Democrats, people who identified themselves as Democrats in this poll, want this man, their president, to run again. Yeah, it's only been one year. I, it could be uh, a situation, I hope this isn't true, but it could be a situation where his, he doesn't keep up with the news. <laughs> okay, I know that sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. he, doesn't, what, he doesn't keep up with the news, really. And his team around him don't tell him the bad news. <laughs> and therefore, uh, when he says all these things, Ray, he's or he's delusional, or he just he's in denial. I don't know. What do you think? Well, to, to the question of has President Biden overperformed? I'm sure that's a true statement if you put the bar down low enough, right? Overperformed. If, if you put that's it down. That's LOL right there, my friend. <laughs> oh, that's just, a good just one. Just put it down low enough, Tim. So yeah. if comatose is your, is your if that's your standard, well, then yes. Oh, okay. I mean, he's he got through two hours of it yesterday. I give somehow, him that. Right? He Phys got through that. Physically, I'll give him that. He did get through two hours. I didn't watch hardly any of it. I watched a few clips. No. Um, but uh, Alice, my wife, she had it on while she was talking on the phone. She said, well, the guy made it through. I don't know what he said, but, he, they, you know, nobody thought he'd stand up there for two hours and do it. Do a so, yeah, he overperformed by that extremely yeah. low standard. By, by the standard. But, but the things that he said. Oh, man. Were, were the, a lot of them were blatantly not true, and everybody knows it. And uh, he, he – uh, so, so that's the word delusional. Well, he, that that's what came to my mind. He said gas prices are down, didn't he? Well, <sighs> he he went on and on about the economy. He's okay. Let let that's yeah, another. Go ahead. Let, go ahead. I, I don't want to spend a lot more time on this. The man is just straight up delusional. But go ahead. He is. Uh, he basically said, uh, "Gee, you guys keep reporting about schools being shut down." 95% of the schools in the country are open. Only 5%, so stop worrying about that. Then he said, the shelves aren't that bare. Mm -hmm. They're really not that bare, folks. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, the reality is, and if you go into stores, even locally here, uh, my wife was shopping the other day at a grocery store, and she couldn't get over how empty some of the shelves were in canned goods. I mean, that there is the reality the American people are dealing with, which is reflected in this AP poll, and then there's Joe Biden standing there yesterday. At, well, there's I mean, no supply chain problem at the White House. No, oh, no. Okay. Those right. shelves are stocked. No. Yeah. yeah so he, 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 listen, Biden hasn't lived in the real world his whole life. No. Basically. Mm -hmm. 
since Corn Pop. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was probably right. his since last Corn real, Pop. Right. Corn Pop right. was his Chuck. last real life experience. The rest of the time, he's been a senator. Yeah. Uh, Pampered senator, as all senators are, Republican and Democrat alike. Yep. And uh, lived a life of, uh, of uh, what would you say it, uh, special treatment. Yep. And he, now he's president. Yeah. He and his wife States. are both millionaires. They're both millionaires. Yeah, I don't they know spend how their you, weekends in Delaware. I don't know how you get to be a millionaire. Uh, well, maybe a millionaire, but uh, unless you. If you have friends in China. <laughs> well, Fred, why don't you just say it out loud? <laughs> okay. Uh, he has you, a good son, Hunter, who lined yeah, him up. Yeah, Hunter is a businessman extraordinaire. <laughs> I mean, so you got you, Your son's knocking it out for you. The big guy. The big and the big guy, the big guy. takes yeah. his cut. Yeah. So, I. You know what? The polls reflect uh, what we saw yesterday, yeah. and if he wants to go on saying everything's good, yeah, then there. Go, there was one other thing I think that caught a lot of people and is making a lot of news is his reference to Ukraine. He was asked about the Russians mm-hmm. in Ukraine. And first of all, it was he was kind of, you know, big big talk, you know, we're, we're going to be tough on Russia if they invade. And then he used the term, however, if, the, if it's only a minor incursion. He said that like that? Yeah. Yeah, if it's yeah. only a minor. You have that clip? Incur- yeah. Yeah. Play it. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. But if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force amassed on the border, it is going to be a disaster for Russia if they further invade Ukraine. Minor incursion. You know, I thought about the people in Ukraine who may have been listening to that. You mean, Mr. President, you're going to do nothing if, like, they only take over 25% of our country? And as some of the observers were saying this morning in reaction to this, I wonder what Beijing thought. They said, my, maybe we can do a minor incursion into Taiwan, and this president won't do anything. It was, And that is why, I think it was last night, Jen Psaki, the White House spokesman, they put out a statement right away. Well, really, he didn't really mean minor incursion. Uh, that, you know, the United States will react strongly, but I'm sorry. That's what he said last night. And, you night. know, that's like the umpteenth walk back or clarification they've made for mm. him after he or somebody in his cabinet made a statement that was bad. Yeah. Um, Buttigieg talked about uh, supply chain issues several months ago. They walked that back. Uh, they've uh, they've walked back comments about increasing the gas tax. Now you have this situation. Uh, it it leads me to wonder is this why they always give him the little card of people that he calls on sure it is yes and he had it yesterday yeah oh, he yeah. Did. yeah the the white house knows um you know the friendly reporters who aren't going to ask him hard questions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now i will say this there were they they have to have some difficult questions because otherwise it just becomes clear mm-hmm. what's going on so they had uh, News, Newsmax was there yesterday, James Rosen, mm-hmm. and Peter Ducey from Fox News. Correct. I don't know. I don't know any other. Maybe there were some others there who would who would ask hard questions of the president of the president. But those two were there, mm-hmm. and he did call on them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did. So, um, but like I said, you can't. You couldn't. Every question couldn't be about rainbows and puppies. <laughs> you know what favorite ice cream and yeah 
how how'd you like your beach walk last week? But he let it be known when he didn't like the questions. Right. Some, some he of those berated questions. one reporter. Oh, he got really upset when he was challenged about what he said in Georgia last week, equating people who aren't for his voting bill as being equivalent to racists. Yeah, he said they were Bull Connor and yes. he, he named names. He said yes. he's going to. Can, we'll play a clip of that. So, yeah. so, he, so he's being at, you're saying what we're about to hear is yesterday. Yep. Who asked him about that? I'm not sure of the names of the reporter, but uh, what you're going to hear, I'm not sure of the name of the reporter, but what you're going to hear is a montage of Biden yesterday dismissing critics uh, over the Dems voting reform bill and then what he said recently during their visit to Georgia, clip six. And I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace, but you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said. How do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be the on the side of Dr. King? or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? He he did not. not, Pretty clear. Yeah. Does he not know you can pull a clip? Apparently not. And play his? Yeah. Okay, either he can't remember what he said last week. That's possible. Very possible. Okay. He can't remember what he said last week, or he's just, just a straight out liar. Yeah. Now, can, you, can you be a straight-out liar or do you well, have to you know, be a crooked liar? I mean, in well, his defense, I can't ahead, remember right. everything I said last week or the week you would before, remember but that. I'm not the president. No, you, you know, would they remember. Call that, they call that gas, that's what gaslighting is. Mm. When you deny something that's out there in the public arena, you deny it to somebody's face, but you say it with so much vehemence that people believe you must be telling the truth. That's what he tried to do. But we've got the clips. We've yes. got the evidence. we got the receipts. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, Steve Jordo uh, strung that together for us. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I don't want to hear any more of that. Uh, <laughs> he was a disaster yesterday. I mean, that's how, how is, we, we've given four or five examples of this. Tim, uh, could I? Could I? Ahead. I just want to. Yeah. I, I just want to say one word here. Yes. What he said about the Ukraine was, or about Ukraine, was unbelievably dangerous. Yes. That that he was giving a green light to Vladimir Putin, just come on in, as if you put up a, a big road sign and you had two arrows going off, and one said major, major invasion and the other said minor incursion. So all Putin has to do is put out a press release. We are making a minor incursion into Ukraine. It's I don't blame the people in Ukraine. You know, I've been there a couple times to teach the really good folks there in that country. I don't blame them for being frightened and angry today at a president who would talk so irresponsibly. Whatever else you want to say about Barack Obama, I don't ever remember him saying off the cuff anything as dangerous as that. Oh, no. And let me just add to that. There's a news story on Fox right now. I didn't see this interview. Was it this morning with Vice President Harris on the Today Show? Let me see. Was it the Today Show, Ray? You know what I'm talking about? Savannah Guthrie interviewed her and basically gave got, her the business it got yeah. tense and uh this is because uh vice president harris says uh the president has been very clear <laughs> in terms of the ukraine and russia and uh this is after what happened yesterday well now right. 
Now, uh, Savannah Guthrie on the NBC comes on and says, uh, today show says, I'm sorry to interrupt talking to the vice president. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it is less than clear. 30 minutes after the news conference, the White House press secretary had to actually clarify the president's remarks, Guthrie said, before Harris spoke over her, appeared frustrated and saying, I'm being clear with you right now, and so if you're interested, I'll continue to be clear. That was Vice President Harris being a smart aleck mm-hmm. to her fellow liberal who mm-hmm. really wants to help her out. Right. So you got you got now even the White House – the liberal Democrat, right? The liberal Democrat White House, and they can't even, uh, they can't even answer questions from the liberal friendly media uh, yeah, she, without getting. Savannah into Guthrie all- gave her the business this morning, and 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 Kamala Harris did not come through very well. I guess when you listen to Joe Biden and then you listen to Kamala Harris, it's I guess it's understandable why her ratings are even under his. But again, Tim. Uh, our president created an extremely yeah, dangerous that's a good situation. Point. Extremely that's a good point. dangerous. It's more than just rhetoric. Uh, right. It has it has uh, real con- world consequences. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I I know people aren't going to understand this, but on one level, I feel sorry for the fella. I know some people aren't going to understand this. Let me just tell you. I'm, by fella, I'm talking about Biden. Mm-hmm. It's elder abuse. Mm-hmm. My view. Yeah. Now he signed up for this, so he's not being abused in that regard. But if that were my parent, or I'd, I'd say, you know, we're, we're at, at least I'd say, listen, at midterms, midterm yeah. ele- we're going to gracefully bow out mm-hmm. and go go to the beach house here and walk the dog, because this fellow is not going to be able to hold up. Uh, what? Well, listen. He, he, there was four or five glaring examples yesterday of things he said that just were not in reality. Like, uh, was that Sen- Senator Johnson of Wisconsin saying yes. what planet is he on? Right. Yes. So, and, and then Jen Psaki last night comes out and has to clean it, try to clean up his Russian, mm-hmm. uh, what did he call it? Uh, incursion. Minor incursion. incursion. Into Ukraine, yeah. uh, which, I, like you, Ray, I don't know why in the world he would say something like that. Uh, but anyway, it's just kind of bizarre. But uh, but you know what? Uh, if we don't have Biden in there, we got Harris. So I think it'd be new, there's a new day, huh? Uh, wait a minute. We don't wait want. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, we don't want that. <laughs> wait a minute, Tim. No, no, bring back Biden. <laughs> wait a minute. No, no Biden. No. Uh, anyway, Harris is got her own set of issues. I think there's a sigh that needs to happen at this point, and a, right, you, you want to uh, let me sigh, Ray, and then you can move. You can okay. move us on. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Well, didn't Joe Biden say this week he's going to keep her on the ticket if yeah. he runs again? He said in it yesterday. He said it oh, yesterday. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's three. You know, that's well, two years away. You would have to be. I tell you what, though, if. You want to continue to gaslight people. If I'm Biden, I'm saying, listen, you combine my approval ratings with Harris, we're over 50. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> you get, you took, put my 30 with her 20% approval ratings as a team, we're at 50%. Now, we're how you right like there. that? We're right there. All right, Chris, go ahead. Can you move us on, Chris, to another topic? We got Jan coming up, right? 
darkness. Yeah. We're going to be forced to. <laughs> Move on. Uh, Jan Markell from Olive Tree Ministries is coming up. There is a concern about anti-Semitism, uh, a rise of anti-Semitism in the U.S., right, Fred? That's correct, yes. New survey just out. Yeah, and we saw what happened at the, at the synagogue in uh, Colleyville, Texas mm -hmm. last week. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And Dr. Alex McFarlane also will be joining us in just a little bit. So we got a great half hour ahead for you. Stay with us. Tim Wildman, Chris Woodward, Fred Jackson, and Ray Pritchard. Forty Days for Life President and CEO Sean Carney tells The Stand, we sometimes have a confidence problem when abortion comes up. It all comes down to the fact that people just don't know what to say. That's why he co-wrote the book, What to Say When, and he shares some great advice with The Stand to help you start the process of changing hearts and minds about abortion. You can read Gain Confidence to Champion Life at afa.net slash The Stand. The Stand, formerly AFA Journal. Well, the year is 2022, and it's time to travel again. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, it is 2022, and we've got our spiritual heritage tours planned for June and September. And we look forward to it warming up and us getting back out there, seeing our great country. And we invite you to join us. We're going to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. And then we've got a separate trip to Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon, the home of George Washington. So the itinerary for these tours, the cost, everything you need to know is available at spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. We're going to have a great time with fellow listeners to AFR and supporters of American Family Association in June and September. Sign up now before we run out of space. That's spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Starbucks baristas are trying to unionize. They say working conditions are horrible, and so is the pay. Look, I get it. It's a lousy job. All those customers with the weird names, demanding their venti mocha lattes with one pump of caramel syrup, a dark chocolate curl, one pump of classic syrup with a shot of vanilla, and a packet of Splenda, not to mention the mocha drizzle. I get it. It would make even the most devout Baptist cuss like a Lutheran. But the reality is that a $15 an hour minimum wage is going to make their high-dollar coffee even more expensive. I'm not a big fan of Starbucks. I don't like paying $5 for a cup of coffee that tastes burnt, not to mention their woke company politics. I prefer community coffee, family-owned and operated, and no politics, just good coffee. That being said, Starbucks should be able to put down this rebellion lickety-split. Just tell the baristas they can easily be replaced with a Keurig. I'm Todd Starnes. We give thanks to God always for all of you. 
constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1, 3. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. All right, we hope to have that clip momentarily from the Today Show this morning. with the interview that Vice President Harris did with Savannah Guthrie, in which they got into a little bit of a cat fight. Huh? Is that what they call it? Yeah. When two women spar? Is it's that been, sexist? It's been known to be did called Did I say that. something wrong, Ray, or is that acceptable talk? I'm going what Fred said. It has been <laughs> called that. <laughs> well, Fred looked at me like, maybe I should. you shouldn't say that, Tim. I don't know. You know, you got such PC stuff out there, Chris. You don't know what you violate anymore, hardly. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, check your email. Okay, I'm just saying. When I, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just right. saying. In the day I grew up in, and I'm 58. When two girls got into a spat, we used to call it a cat fight. I don't. I have heard that phrase. Okay. Yes. We got it. All right. So, um, before we go to Jan. Uh, Markel, we're going to play this now. Again, this is from this morning, and it's Vice President Harris with with Today Show uh, host Savannah Guthrie, and what they are discussing is the press conference that uh, Biden did yesterday, and especially is controversial and and crazy in many respects, dangerous. Ray said remarks about uh, Russia possibly invading, at least on a small scale, into the Ukraine. So here's what happened. Did the president essentially give the green light to Vladimir Putin to take a piece of Ukraine, to take a bite out of Ukraine? The president has been very clear, and we as the United States are very clear. If Putin takes aggressive action... I'm sorry the to interrupt. sovereignty and territorial yeah. integrity of Ukraine. Of course. And so I'm we so are sorry very to interrupt, but it is, had- it is less than clear because 30 minutes after the news conference, the White House press secretary had to actually clarify the president's remarks. Savannah, I'm being clear with you right now. Yes, okay. And, and, and so if you're interested, I'll continue to be clear. We are clear and have been clear for quite some time that our first approach and priority and, 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 and preference is that these the issues could be resolved diplomatically. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, she wants to be clear that I'm clear that we're clear that mm. I was clear and it's... Huh? And, and I'm clearly upset. Yes, right? That you would challenge yes. me. Yes. There's a lot of clarity yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of clarity there. Um. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll, anyway, it's just interesting to me that... Uh, you have the liberal news media, and they agree with Biden's politics 100%, like NBC News. And yet, even they yeah. have to challenge the Biden-Harris administration on things that are obviously confusing, conflicting, where they're being dishonest, where they're, as Ray calls it, trying to gaslight us. 
that part about I didn't call them, I didn't call them racist. Those who oppose my uh, the 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 Democrat vote voting law change, mm-hmm. the proposed law, and he go he said that last week. That's right. In Atlanta, he called them Bull Connor and George Wallace. That's right. And then he says he didn't he didn't. Well, then what did he mean? Mm-hmm. It's just uh, I don't know um, what's going on there. Well, he challenged the reporter. You go, you go back and and look at that speech, and that's why we had Steve put that the actual yeah, clip from yeah. the speech because that's what he said. Yeah, I don't know. They get they got they got big problems there at the White House. <clears throat> All right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. To be clear, I just wanted to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, Savannah, I'm being clear, and I can't be clearer. Uh, do you mean come over where you are, Savannah? We can have a closer talk. That's what it sounded like here. Huh? <laughs> huh? All right. All right, Ray. Uh, let's see. Fred, introduce our guest. Absolutely. One of the most popular programs here at American Family Radio. Understanding the Times, the host Jan Markell, uh, heard uh, on Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, 1 p.m. Central, Sunday at 12 noon. And she joins us right now from the wonderful metropolis of minneapolis minnesota jan welcome well gentlemen let me clarify i have a house full of cats i have a house full of cats oh oh, you have a house full of, are you referring to my previous comments uh, i am going back to your comments gentlemen please be careful <laughs> today today in today's world you do have to look you know you say things sometimes and your colleagues bat pop their eyes going, I can't believe you said that. And, you, and I'm going, I didn't know I said anything wrong. All right. Oh, my words. Uh, so, Jan, uh, tell us about, uh, uh, before we get into the topic here, what's coming up on your show this weekend? Well, I've been dealing part one and part two with Twyla Braith, and I believe you carry her Health Freedom Minute. Uh, and so this weekend is part two uh, about some of the behind-the-scenes issues going on with COVID and, and some of the hospital issues, which are starting to make big headlines. Um, uh, and my other guest, an attorney, was uh, just on uh, Glenn Beck here minutes ago explaining what happened, which is being repeated all over the country with some, well, let's just label it hospital neglect and recklessness with COVID patients. And I'm going to leave it at that, and I hope your listeners will tune in because Twyla was named one of the top 100 influential people in healthcare in 2009. So I'm dealing with somebody who really knows what she's talking about, and you folks carry her, her spot, her one minute. Right. So that's yeah. this weekend. That's uh, yeah. Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time here on AFR, and then Sunday at noon Central Time here on AFR. Uh, we will have the program that Jan's referring to from Olive Tree Ministries. It's a, <clears throat> a weekend show called Understanding the Times, and Jan hosts that, our guest right now, and uh, so be sure to tune in for the interview she's talking about. Fred, go ahead. Yeah, there's a press release that I got just this morning, Jan, says only 90% of American, over 90% of American Jews are concerned about the current state of anti-Semitism in the U.S., and, of course, this survey was done before the hostage incident uh, at the synagogue in the Dallas area last weekend. Now, it's, it's, it's very interesting. They surveyed, I think, 2,500 Jewish American adults 
in December 2019 and then a further 1,000 in October and November of last year, so at the end of last year. And uh, these folks are saying nearly half of U.S. Jews experiencing anti-Semitism either directly or through family and friends over the past five years alone. Now, Jan, there's anti-Semitism has been around for a long time. Right. But, but what this survey is saying, there's, they're seeing an increase in it. Now, at a time, it seems, when there's a growing sensitivity about uh, racial matters, it's, shouldn't it shock us that there's actually an increase of anti-Semitism in this country? Well, I think, I think this kind of hatred, um, for God's people, after all, Jesus was Jewish, the Bible was written almost exclusively by Jews, um, the prophets of old were, were Jewish, the disciples were Jewish, and yet we, we read about this going on all the time, and, and it's escalating, as, as you say in the story says. So I'm not, I'm not surprised at all, um, because the Bible says in the last days, that both Jews and Christians are going to come under a, a terrible attack. But but I think the issue that puzzles most people and most listeners, and I think it's a valid question that they have in the back of their mind, is why then do Jewish people continue to be such ardent liberals? Because I'm going to tell you, gentlemen, that liberals are not the friends of the Jews or the state of Israel. The Democrat Party is not a friend of the Jews or Israel, including some some Jewish uh, uh, politicians um, are not even friends. They're self-hating Jews, in other words. They can't even stand themselves, let alone all the other Jewish people. So it'd be nice if, if they would get their eyes open and start voting conservative, because conservatives and Christians are their only friends left on the planet um, and why they continue to vote liberal, that's yeah. probably another program. But, but, but this is a dilemma, and they need to get their eyes open and get away from the Democrat Party. Ironically, uh, the American Christian community yeah. is more supportive of Israel than the American yeah. Jewish community. Absolutely. Isn't that? Totally, totally correct. Yeah. The best friends of Israel and the Israelis know this are the American, uh, right. especially the evangelical. Yeah. Uh, right, but remember, the evangelical has a biblical worldview, and so often true. Jewish people have left all that behind, and they're kind of into the secular world. Yeah. yeah. Jan, as part of the reason, too, and we've seen this, uh, that on our politically correct campuses across the nation— the one group of people they feel comfortable criticizing are the Jews yes. in Israel. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of open season when we talk about the uh, boycott, divest, and sanction movement right. by universities. It's always against Israel. The news media coverage, whenever their missiles start flying in the Middle East, it's always Israel's fault. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it seems to be part of the character of our universities, of our media, that Israel is the bad guy. And I think, Fred, I just think it, this is stirred up by Satan. I really do. It's almost the only explanation left mm -hmm. is that this is diabolical. This is an end-time type of a hatred and animosity coming out of the pit of hell. Uh, because in the natural, it, it really makes no sense. And you are absolutely right that, that this is the climate 
the climate on the university campus. It's the climate in the liberal church, not the evangelical, but the liberal church. This is going on as well. And you you ter- gave the proper term, BDS, boycott, divest, sanction. That's going on in the the uh, liberal church. Um, I believe it's coming out of the pit of hell. I have no other explanation. Yeah, because uh, I agree with you, Jan. Because it's this is spiritual. <clears throat> because spiritual. There's, there's there's only so far. You can take the uh, Palestinian-Israeli uh, land disagreement, okay? Right. Let's just, just for argument's sake, say there's a legitimate 50-50 claim to the land over there, okay? I don't, I, I don't think that's true. It's a Jewish state. It's been, it was, it was, uh, you know, after World War II, uh, even the United Nations, I guess before that, the League of Nations. I mean, this is a legitimate... Uh, country and the land that the land that they captured post um you know in the 60s was land i'm talking about israel the jewish state was was because of war basically Mm -hmm. they were attacked and when you when you get it when you when you have a war and you lose guess what you you give up the land that you uh that you lost and that's been true of of uh mankind since the dawn of of the age. That's right. So, uh, go ahead. Yep, Jan. that happened in uh, that happened in forty eight, sixty seven, and and seventy three. Yeah, that is what happens in war. It, that's what happens in war, and what the uh, pro quote Palestinian side wants to say. And by the way, I've traveled to as Ray has and Jan has, and you have been to Israel many, many times, twenty five times. Uh, a lot of friends who are Arabs there. And they uh, enjoy living in Israel, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> They'd rather live yep. in Israel than live in an Arab country. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, but what? Uh, but uh, but they. Um, anyway, it's a, it's a situation that's spiritual because you have to ask yourself, why does Iran or Iran, however you want to call it, Ray, dive in here on this one, and then we'll let Jan go in just a minute. We need to move on to Alex, but. Dive into this one, Ray. If it's not, uh, uh, you know, with almost any kind of war in a, in the world history, you can see why they're fighting. Okay, and it. Okay, now with uh, with the situation in the Middle East, you say to yourself, <clears throat> why does Iran, who is a thousand miles from Israel, why when they get up every morning? and issue threats, is it always against Israel and the Jews and, of course, the great Satan, the United States? It's not over land. You know what I'm saying? Iran and Israel aren't fighting over land. Uh, It seems to me there's something else going on here. It would be akin to me, it would be akin to me, say, uh, America saying, you know, uh, we we hate uh, Argentina, okay? Okay. why do you hate Argentina? Uh, we don't know. They're just, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it, it would be irrational. Go ahead, uh, Ray, comment on that. Well, <clears throat> one of the points that Jan has made in the past, we've talked to her, is that Iran goes back to the ancient empire of Persia. And back in those days, there were there were a lot of ties between the Persians and 
and Israel. So now you come to the 21st century and you say, what's going on? I think the mullahs have stirred this up. This goes back to the great issue of anti-Semitism because there is no land threat from Israel to Iran. There's a thousand miles separating them. And they're not fighting Uh, over oil fields or anything. That's exactly right. I mean, it doesn't make any sense why the hatred for Jews, unless it's just a hatred for the Jews because they're Jews. Right? Exactly, which comes out of the pit of hell. Yeah. It's just, which is the definition of anti-Semitism. Yes. Okay, Jan, uh, we look forward to your show this weekend, okay? Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. Okay, bye-bye. That's Jan Markell joining us from Minnesota. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Tim, Fred, Chris, Ray, and we thank you for listening. Uh, I want to bring in Dr. Alex McFarland here now, who's, good morning, Alex. Good morning, everybody. Alex is on each afternoon with Brother Bart Harper for Exploring the Word. From 3 to 4 Central Time here on American Family Radio. Check their show out. It's a live Bible study program. Kind of unique. Can you be kind of unique? Or either you're unique or not. You're, you're Either you're unique or not. It I don't is think... unique. It is unique. And uh, we, we teach the Word of God, and then we take calls, live calls, unscripted, from actual listeners all around the country. Have you ever have you ever had to stall with an answer, Alex? Uh, oh come? yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> how, what do you? I don't want to give oh. your inside tr- uh, tricks here, but I mean, how do you stall while you're trying to think of an answer? You Live know, radio. I, I, I think the Holy Spirit has allowed Bert and I to really have good on-air chemistry, and. Um, you know, sometimes if one of, one of us is on the road traveling, we might have Jim Stanley, or, and we might have Wesley Wildman. Wesley and Jim are our kind of two subs that we keep in the bullpen in case one of us is out, and we all work together very well. But, you know, Bert and I have some real good chemistry, yeah. and if, it, if the question is something that really kind of off the wall that maybe we have to help the listener frame the question, you know, uh, Bert will talk and, and I'll think or, or, you know, and I've got two laptops cause I've got, I've got 328 PowerPoint presentations that of things I teach on. And I might go through a PowerPoint presentation to find some quote or something. And, uh, then there's times that I'll talk and Bert will, uh, you know, think up his answer, but yeah. Um, I, I don't think we've ever just, had a real train wreck on air. No, I'm just kidding. You're I was just, just jinxing yourself now. I was now. just kidding. I just know sometimes when I'm asked really hard questions and I, I don't have an answer off the top of my head, you got to be able to just jabber. Tap dance. you got to jabber for 30 seconds while you, something good comes to you. Yep. Um, or, uh, or say, I don't know. <laughs> I, that works, too. Yeah. Of course, you can't say I don't know five times in a row or people are going to turn the radio dial. Uh, <laughs> That's so, true. Uh, all right, let me ask you this. Uh, you heard what we were talking about last uh, few minutes. Yes. With Jan Markell. Um, the, the, we were referencing a poll that said American Jews were concerned about anti-sem- the rise of anti-Semitism. Rightly so. Yeah. What, was, what, is, what is anti-Semitism? And I don't want to be too elementary here, but what is for those who maybe hear that expression? Uh, what does that mean, and 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 why does it exist in your view? Well, do you know what uh, anti-Semitism is a tragic thing, and uh, the the animus that 
certain people groups have had against the Jewish people. I was listening to your conversation. It is it is a, a, a mystery, really, but I honestly think that the presence of anti-Semitism is a proof that we're living in a spiritual world with spiritual warfare. So anti-Semitism is an irrational, unfounded hatred against the Jews. Now, uh, let, let me tell you two things really quickly. When I was in Jerusalem in 2014 with Focus on the Family, we were on the Temple Mount talking to some tour guides that were Islamic. And, and Tim, I cannot repeat the profane things they were saying about the Jewish people. Um, and But they, they said that all of the archaeology was manufactured and fake by, and the, the nicest thing I can actually repeat, well, they called the Jewish people liars. So I have seen on American university campuses, I've seen in the Holy Land, anti-Semitism. Uh, but the other thing, I don't know if you remember this, right after 9-11, and this is why, folks, Islam, we, we really do need to pray for the conversion of the Islamic world. There is a Yale professor, and I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong, Mirislad Wolf, V-O-L-F. And right after 9-11, he was in Afghanistan interviewing an Islamic uh, community about 9-11. And as you may recall, uh, most of the Islamic world was very jubilant and none condemned the attacks of 9-11, and this nursing mother was holding a baby, and she said into the microphone, she said that she prayed over each one of her children, uh, may, may God, Allah, take you if you ever learn not to hate the Jews. Hmm. And and it, it, it was real, but Mirzlad Wolf is... I don't know if he's a conservative or liberal, but he's a very respected Yale academic. My point is, animus against the Jewish people is uh, very present in American academia, but it's universal almost among the Islamic mind. Uh, Alex, Fred here. Uh, One of the things that Jan has mentioned in the past and she mentioned today we're also seeing anti-Semitism amongst some of the mainline churches uh, in, oh, our, yes. in our country. Where from Scripture would a church get the idea that God doesn't like Israel and that he's finished with Israel? Well, you know, I grew up PCUSA, and uh, thankfully the good Lord rescued me out of that. And, uh, I mean, literally 30 years ago, uh, the Presbyterian Church USA was promoting homosexuality and a host of unbiblical ideas, but um, they were saying, you know, divest yourself of investments in Israel. Uh, very anti-Semitic, and I'm just going to call it for what it is. Um, it's racism. You know, uh, we hear racism soundly denounced, and we should, but the the one racism that seems to get a pass is the racism against the Jews. Liberal denominations are against Jewish people and against Israel because they don't believe the Word of God. And they're, the, the old mainline liberal, they don't believe the gospel even anymore, most of them. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Well, Alex, before we let you go, give us some good news. 
Well, the good news is Jesus is in control and people are getting saved. I, I spoke Sunday night um, in the Roe versus Wade courtroom, and uh, a dear listener named Devon Grimes um, drove a long, long way across Texas to meet me because he said he listens to Exploring the Word, he's given his life to Christ, and he said, Alex, you don't know, but you and Bert have discipled me in my newfound Christian faith. And the good news is, for all of us, our labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Amen. So, what are you and Bart going to be talking about this afternoon? Well, we're going into Proverbs chapter fourteen. We finished up Proverbs thirteen that says very famously, "The way of the transgressor is hard." And so, we'll be in Proverbs fourteen. But hey, guys, I, I got to tell you this really quickly. Sunday night, I spoke in the Roe versus Wade courtroom in Dallas, Texas. What a great honor to preach the gospel. We prayed for the the end of abortion the restoration of legal protection for the unborn. Amazingly, you walk in that courthouse, and right there where in 1973 the killing of the unborn was legalized, there's a three-foot-long brass plaque on the wall that says, In God We Trust. Mm. And I thought, how could that decision have been rendered in, in front of that plaque? But uh, the question, I guess, is also... How can I know the truth and not act on it? So let's act on the truth the good Lord has revealed to us. Amen. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it, brother. Blessings, guys. That's Alex McFarlane, who will be on this afternoon from 3 to 4 o'clock Central Time, as he is each weekday with with Bert, Bert Harper, and they will be going through the Bible live on the radio. Amen. Check that out. You know what Alex just said there is why I love radio. Radio has such a reach. You don't have to be in front of a screen to appreciate the programming, but radio, you can take with you almost anywhere. And what, uh, how the Lord is using radio for the kingdom, uh, perhaps we won't know until we get to eternity. But uh, it's great to be part of it, Tim. Amen. And we thank everybody who writes us checks. Yes. In the we, mail. Yeah, we can, in the mail or <laughs> electronically. <laughs> uh, because we have to have financial support to be here. And uh, most of you listening to us right now probably have made a commitment to support American Family Radio uh, monthly or how often you can. We very much appreciate it because without those gifts and donations, we could not be doing what we're doing today. All right, we're going to take a short time out for news, and then Steve Jordahl will join us, and we'll be back in five minutes. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.